Mad in the mood. Yeah, man. I, hey, I was frustrated, but I was I was thinking about you know maybe 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 Carroll City might be the spot for right. them, you know because I was seeing that I was kind of locked in um, on the line, so I figured in my eleventh grade that you know maybe I'll get that opportunity to play linebacker, but they still kept me on the offensive line. But the, the wow. good the good thing that happened for me uh-huh. was um, in the tenth grade I decided to run track. Well, yeah. I wasn't a, I didn't think I could run track, mm-hmm. but because I was a lineman, I did what. What linemen are supposed to do? I did the shot put in the disc. Right. Um, we had a dual meet one time against Miami Lakes, and um, Miami Lakes had just had a ton of kids running, uh, and so they had like enough for two heats in a hundred meters. Right. And so and we only had like three sprinters at Northern at that right. time, and so they were like, "Hey, Dan, why don't you just borrow those spikes and just run to be in the second heat just to just to give us somebody in the heat?" Oh, it sounded like a good story. I won the, <laughs> I, I won the second heat. <laughs> So in my mind, I'm saying like, man, them dudes are slow. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, you didn't know you was fast. I did not know because you didn't I, race in the street with your shoes off like yeah, everybody else. Yeah, I did, and I would beat people, you know, in the neighborhood. But I didn't think that I could run, run, run like that. Yeah, track is a different so, skill. Yeah, yeah. So I ran. I think like they told me like, yeah, man, you ran like an 11 one. I'm like, really? You know? And I didn't never train or practice. I just was doing shot putting discs. Right. Um, and then, you know, when he, from then on, he's like, hey, you run it. And I actually became the best sprinter of course. at Norland. Eventually, I got down to 10-7. I got down to a 10-7. The only problem is I couldn't gain weight. You know, right. to be a sprinter, you can't get as big as you want to. But what happened is because they knew I was fast, that my, my, the, first, the first game in my 11th grade year, we're playing Miami Springs. Uh, Darren Hadley is just running crazy over, over our defense. <laughs> and so... Uh, they just called me, Darren, Darren, I'm, I'm on the bench with the old line. You know, I'm pretty much settled in. Well, I guess I'm going to be a lineman. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm number 63. What am, what am I supposed to think? You know what I mean? So this was the game plan street. He like, here, he got a piece of paper. He put on a piece of paper. Here, you line up here. Mm-hmm. Don't let that guy get outside of you. That was the game plan for me. And so he put me in. He, he, he skipped over the second linebacker and just threw me in. Basically, like, if he get loose, you'll catch him. Because oh, he, he got a chance to. He knew I was fast. <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, you in practice. I'm running with the lineman. I'm like a mile in front of everybody else. We running gas. And he started saying, nah, you need to run with the other guys, man. You can't run with the lineman. So when you started beating people in track, they yeah. still didn't change your position? No. Well, because the track, well, I, I did the football season. Uh-huh. Then track was afterwards. Right. And so the next season came uh-huh. with, you know, with football. Right. Then they knew I, I could run. Right, you know, and so uh, that's when he kind of like put me there, and man, I just went in there, no practice. I just, I, hey, pass. I just was rushing. I, di- I didn't know nothing. I saw, I saw, see ball, hit ball. You know right. what I'm saying? And so that's pretty much what I did. I, I hit the quarterback, picked up the ball, scored a touchdown. We won the game, uh, and then from then on, they were like, "Yeah, man, you playing linebacker and offensive man. line." <laughs> I never got off the field. They still kept me on both. So I played. So I played both ways. So I was a linebacker wearing number sixty three. Yeah. When they put you in there to stop Hadley, did you stop him? A we few did. Times? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, he never got outside of me. That was that was my job. Don't let him get outside of you. They never thought to put you on offense to run the ball. Nope. Offensive lineman. We, we didn't have a lot of big guys at that time, and they just so they felt had like, to. So they needed yeah, that necessity. It was more. Yeah, it was more. They needed me to play that. I ended up going center, guard, tap. Sometimes it depends on the play. Right. Is what position I would play because I knew it all. 
Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times I'm telling them, hey, you're well, you a commodity. They weren't moving you. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a couple of good backs, uh, Mark Niles and uh, Jock Bland. And so for me, it would have been probably, you know, we didn't have a good line. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple of decent guys, but we, and we had a really good uh, um, offensive line coach. Right. But we were all small compared to like Carroll City at that time. They had big line. You know, Carroll City had Bembry and all those all those big dudes, right. man. And so they were like, well, we got to keep you there, uh-huh. you know, for now. So, so it was it worked out for me though because as a linebacker, I started understanding what the line was was doing because yeah. I know what I would try to do right. to like bigger or faster depending on you know even understanding the run reads looking at the offensive lineman's hand is he really pressing hard if he's pressing hard I know he's trying to come right. and blow me off the ball if he's sitting light I know he's trying to pass and so yeah, yeah, yeah. those little things started helping me to to be a better linebacker because I played line right you. You just said a name that stuck out to me. A, a big guy named Bembry. I worked with a big guy named Bembry. Uh, he, he was a rose guard, man. Ooh, it might be and him. I, right. <laughs> I think it's it said Bembry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And we, we, and I'm having, we having to block Godfrey Miles and <laughs> Tim Pope, and you know what I mean. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So. I had a, a cousin that played for Kara City. Name was um. Man, I'm finna forget my cousin's name on camera. This is crazy. He was a running back. He was real good. He played for Kara City. Then he went to Lakes. Name was Corey. Um. If I say his name, I know you know he was real good. He played okay. with Scott Lake too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Corey and Bryant. No, not Corey and Bryant. You gotta take this out, Twan. I can't remember my cousin's name. <laughs> yeah, he played for Kara City. He went to Lazy, then Kara City broke his leg. Um, but I, I know you know if, if, I, if I tell you his name. Um, so, were you Nolan good? Were y'all good? We were average. We just we could never beat Carroll City. Uh-huh. Uh, we would beat American. We would beat, at that time, American, Miami Lakes. Carroll City, North Miami, North Miami Beach, and us. We would beat everybody, but we could never beat. We could never beat Carroll City. That's when Carroll City was, you know, going state. Walt Frazier, Walt Frazier was, right. the, was the man, and uh, he was running the uh, option at that time. Uh-huh. And we would typically lose to Carroll City, Northwestern, um, uh, and we'd go back and forth with American. Right. You know, so those we would always be like seven and three, mm-hmm. six and four, but not good enough to. To win state and like eventually how they got a lot better when you know with Duke and and all those guys came so right well yeah um but they, but it was that for a long time what you just explained yeah. yeah yeah even when I was in high school they had that was weird though they had all these D one players and they couldn't like beat Springs yeah <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying but Springs beat everybody that year they had them nineteen players but yeah it was kind of like still that for for a long time so eventually because recruiting was different. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no stars, wasn't no right. rivals yet, right? Right. So, was your recruitment big, or did you get lucky? You know what it was? They 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 would have this thing called blue chip, a blue chip. I remember that, right? Yeah. Right. So I was considered a blue chipper, uh-huh. um, and you know the big thing for 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 my recruiting, um, it was because of my speed, man. Right. Because I was out of position at offensive line, basically, because uh-huh. I was basically a 185-pound offensive lineman. <laughs> and actually, that's small for a linebacker. You know, it's, that's decent for a linebacker right. now. Uh, so, um, but my speed made a big difference. You know, uh, when, I rec- when I was recruited, I did get recruited a lot. My, my last five came to Miami, mm-hmm. Florida State, uh, LSU, uh, Syracuse, in Tennessee, right. those were my last. Those were the visits I took, mm-hmm. um, and I only, only reason I didn't go to Florida because they were actually on probation that year. Right, because uh, you know Florida, I kind of grew up loving the linebackers at Florida, Alonzo yeah. Johnson and Wilbur Marshall, those type mm-hmm. of things, and so 
And then Tim and Godfrey went, who were friends of mine, Tim, God, Tim Polk and Godfrey Miles, right. who were friends of mine. They went to Carroll City. And, you know, at that time, Carroll City had a little pipeline to Florida. Right, right, right. Um, and so, you know, that would have been cool. But I grew up, man, loving Miami, you know, uh-huh. being a Hurricane fan. I, my first college game was uh, my brother took me to that national championship game in 83 mm-hmm. when they beat Nebraska. Really? And from then on, man, I was I Where was they like, play that, Orange Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the first that one. That was the first one. <laughs> <Got a question>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the first one, and so and you that, was there? from then I was there. I was hey, all the way up at the top in the end zone. But it didn't matter. From that point on, man, I was a Canes fan. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, but it seemed as if to me that you being recruited like that with all those schools, all of this was kind of like a surprise. Had to be a surprise to you because you just was on the old line last year. Hey, I was, I was like, I don't understand it. You right, know, I was right. the type of guy. Um, even like my head coach would say things. And I never really saw how, you know, what people saw. They saw, they, man, you good. And I'm like, I, I never really saw that. I never really saw that. Yeah, that's what I always like. I don't know why all these schools are recruiting me. You know what I mean? But, you know, on the academic tip, too, I was very serious about my academics. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe that's why, too, because, you know, I, I took the test. <laughs> man, they had no belief in itself. <laughs> really? I, I, I just. I, you wasn't great. And I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to be humble. I just, I really didn't see what other people saw. You know what I mean? Right. And so. Um, you know, even coming through Little League, I thought I was a good player, but I would always uh-huh. get MVP. And I was like, I didn't understand why, because I felt like other guys was on the team better. Right, right, right. But, you know, that just, I don't know. It, it, but it, it helped me in a lot of ways, because it helped me to stay focused, mm-hmm. helped me to stay hungry, to always right. try to get better, you know. You you wasn't great in youth football? Like, how were you in youth football? Man, when I first played youth football, I was on the offensive line again. You know, so they kind of had me stuck there from day one. Oh, man, you was uh, off the line <laughs> But then I started playing outside linebacker, right. and I and I would win like MVP of the team, you know. So I was good, but I don't, I don't know if it was like, uh, you know, like you were winning. They didn't follow it as much, position? huh? You were winning MVP for the team. No, no, I, they put me at, at linebacker eventually, gotcha. and then I started, you know, you so know, you had to be physical. Uh, it was all about speed, man. I just was faster than everybody else. But you know, was a line. You can't run nowhere. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you had an old line. Now, that old line part, you had to be yeah. physical. In, in our offense at that time, we did a lot of, like, traps and pulling. And so mm-hmm. I was mainly the pull guy because of my quickness. I was able to I was able to catch a lot of guys off guard. And right. getting up field, and I'm knocking them out and, and um, running back, just running downhill. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, my main thing, though, like with, with cats like like Ben Berry, he was so big, it was about positioning. I was, I was at center a lot of times against uh-huh. Carroll City. So he was, he was huge. He was huge, and he was strong. I, right. He was like really, really strong. And at that time, Carroll City had a weight training system. They those guys were big because they knew how to lift weights. Right. At that time, at Norland, we were more like in shape. We weren't big and strong. Yeah, we were very well conditioned. Right, you know, because uh, Coach Allen was his background was track, and so we ran a lot, but we didn't lift a lot. But Carroll City was huge. Carroll City was huge. They lift all. They, like I think they had a class where they, you know, <laughs> where they had gym. You know, where they they would lift all the time. And so, uh, uh, in the off season, you know, just knowing Tim and knowing Godfrey, we mm-hmm. would we would just hang around them and lift it. A friend of mine, his name is Carl Wilcox. He was our he was all of our friends. And so we would go and lift under his carport and you know right. stuff like that. But I never could get as big as, as those guys. Like right. you know, Carroll City dudes, but. My name is Chase Smith. I'm from Palm Bay, Florida, and this is Edge, the best tasting energy drink on the planet. So, so you get recruited by Miami. You know you're going to Miami. You get to Miami. Miami is they, are they Jimmy Johnson there, right? Yeah, they yeah, good. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, they they, they, <laughs> they was pretty good. You yeah. know? <laughs> right. When I went there, man, I was just I was super I was super intimidated. 
you know. Uh, fortunately for me, man, my homeboy was there, Randy Shannon, who uh -huh. went to New Orleans as well. Right. So, you know, he took me under his wing. But, Shout man, out to Randy. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my man right there. It's funny because, man, my life really paralleled Randy's a lot because, you know, Randy, we, we both played for Scott Park. Right. He played with my older brother. I have two older brothers, Wayne and Rudy. Mm -hmm. And Randy played with my brother Wayne. And so I was on the smaller team at Scott Park watching right. the big guys, you know right. what I mean? And then when he went to New Orleans, I ended up going to New Orleans, played linebacker as well. Um, then him going to UM, and we both, you know, lost our fathers at the age of three. And so we, we, we connected a lot in a lot of wow. ways, yeah, you know. And so um, that's why we really, you know, became tight. I've known Randy since. You know, I was a little kid. Right. And so to see him at Miami, I'm like, wow, you know, like, because <laughs> right. that was my dream. I'm like, that dream can't come true. If he did it, you know, maybe they'll right. have me there. And so to go there with him, man, and him, you know, he take me under, under, under his wing and take care of me. But, you know, when I first went there, man, I was, like I said, 185 pounds. And, you know, we, they had some linebackers there. Uh, Bernard Clark, just, you know, Bernard Clark had to be about, about 250. Really? You know, um, and uh, Rod Carter, all those guys were big. Randy was the only other small one, so right. I felt a little bit better, yeah. you know, with him being there. And uh, so uh, and Michael Barrow came in, both us freshmen. It was another guy named Sean Brown Thompson. Brown wasn't that big, right? No, nah, but he was bigger than me. He was at least 200 pounds, right. you know, because he, nah, he was like the number one linebacker, uh -huh. you know, being recruited that year. And it, it's a funny story because when Jimmy Johnson mm -hmm. called me, uh, he called me during the recruiting process, and he was uh, he was like, well, you know, what, what you think you're going to do? I was like, well, I don't know, Coach. I'm playing hard to get you. You know what I'm saying? I know I want to be in Miami. You know what I mean? I'm playing hard. I don't, I don't want him to know, you know. So I said, I, I don't know, Coach. And then he was like, well, well what number you want? I said, well, Coach, just uh, give me a number in the 50, maybe 56, you know, something like that. Right. And so uh, he's like, the next day in the newspaper, it said, Nolan Starr commits to Miami. I was like, I did. There it is, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, like, you're like bullying me, you know what I mean? What you said? You couldn't erase it. You couldn't I know. Win. I, 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 like, right, I guess I go with it. Oh, man, that's crazy. But when I get there, they give me number 45. So I said, I didn't even get the number I asked for. But you know who got it was Mike Barrow. But, you know, yeah. he was the guy. And Mike didn't even commit on signing day. He waited a couple of, he was trying to He was trying to decide between Florida and Miami. And so they kind of reserved that number for him. And yeah. so I kind of knew, okay, well, maybe that's, Same class. that's the guy. Yeah, we came in together. And then yeah. Jesse came in the following year. Right, 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 right. But you did kind of commit. If he said what number, then you just told I, him. He said, if you was to commit, what number? Yeah, he's slick, man. He messed with a little teenager. He know what he's doing. Yeah. And so I said, well, if I was to commit, maybe I would like number. It's, it's funny you bring up Duke Johnson because that happened with him and the reporter um, out of his last game. The reporter asked him, it's going to be the last time you do a backflip in the end zone. And he was like, yeah. And the reporter went and reported that Duke Johnson going to the NFL draft and his mama was pissed. Oh, wow. But that's, I mean, if you want to play that game, you could play that game with kids all the yeah, time. Yeah, you can, man. We're yeah. young. When I was at Florida State. My following visit was to Miami, so my last two was Florida State and Miami. Mm -hmm. And you know they get you in that room by yourself, like before you leave. They, you know, they, you had a good time on the visit, and and and, and Bobby Bowden was like, "Well, you know, what, what you think you're going to do? Uh, you know, we we're we're kind of holding this scholarship for you, but we, but we got to we we got to know now. You in there by yourself? In there by yourself? That's tough. Yeah, that's the pressure. That's you know, you're 17 <laughs> years old, and it's putting that pressure on you. Like we got to know now. Damn. And I'm like, oh man, well, coach, I. I, I you know, I can't, I can't tell you now because he knew my next trip was Miami. Yeah. So he wanted to get that commitment before, and so that had to be hard on you, though. It was hard. It's tough. And that's know? what I try to tell these people. These got handlers and stuff. I'm like, listen, man, you want a kid to be sitting in the room with 
Mario Cristobal. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they know all the kind of ways to manipulate you. <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah, right, so. Right. No, man, that had to, that man, that man gave me chills just then. That had to be tough for a kid. Yeah, it was tough, but I had to hold you on. Like, I you know. did the right thing. Yeah, you feel bad. <laughs> you know, the coach, they try to make you feel guilty. And you thinking, man, that's Bobby Bowden. You know what I'm saying? It's the guy I see on TV. He's, you know, one of the top college coaches ever. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, but when I was in Miami, I was, you know, I took my mom with me on the visit. And uh -huh. so, you know, it was it was a lot more relaxed, you know. I was going to ask you where your dad was at uh, when they was putting you on the office line all the time. Was your yeah. dad around to fuss anybody out? I was three. Matter of fact, I was, uh, I'm the youngest of five. I have yeah. two older brothers, two older sisters. And at the time, uh, my dad was killed. We were living in the Scott Projects at that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so uh, um, he was shot and he was killed. And basically, my mom, the, the little bit of insurance money she had, man, she's like, well, we, we need to get out of here. We need to right. change this mindset because all of us lived there. My yeah. grandparents, my cousins, all of us were, were there. And she was kind of the first one that kind of launched out. And we moved out into an area. It was called Un Unincorporated Date at the mm -hmm. time. Now it's called Miami Gardens. Right. And that's kind of how... Um, you know, she got a, got us involved in football. That's when we. That's how we ended up at Scott Park. Right. And that's when I started meeting men in my life who were very influential. Uh, uh, Nolan Ross was my first little league coach, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Dennis Jackson. He became one of my little league coaches, and uh, Coach Smitty. And the great thing about those guys, many many of those guys were spiritual guys as well. Uh, Dennis Jackson was a pastor for many years. Right. Uh, coach Smitty was a minister for many years, and so. Those guys were the ones that kind of started speaking into our right. lives as far as encouraging us. And I'll never forget Dennis Jackson one time told me, because like, like you said, I never saw it, but he, I heard him talking to my mom one time. Because sometimes he would come and pick me up and mm -hmm. drop me off. And then he told my mom one day, he's like, hey, you know, Darren is special. And, you know, I had never heard anybody say that before. Yeah. But that's one of the things that to this day, you know, uh, uh, Dennis Jackson passed last year, but we were connected like that. He right. was the one I always went to for advice. He was the one who, uh, you know, he was the first person that spoke like, man, you, you could be great. Right. You, you, could be, you are special. And so, you know, so after all those years when everybody, ah, oh, you're too small, you're too this, you're too little. But I would always remember, man, but Dennis Jackson said I was <laughs> special. You know, and he, and I held him up at high regard. And so, right. you know, people like that changed my life. And so when I look at how, you know, that move from there, really changed my yeah, life yeah, it would mom, be totally different yeah, yeah then they, she got us involved with big brothers and big sisters in miami and my big brother mm -hmm. was very uh impactful in my life too his name is seymour martin seymour passed uh as well you know he passed two years ago but you know when you get to a certain age that big brother that you know is supposed to disconnect man yeah. we stayed together Close. yeah oh man you know his his wife is just like a second mom his kids are like my um my brothers and sisters but he was from the Caribbean. He mm -hmm. was from St. Vincent. So his whole perspective was he could care less about football. He didn't know much about football right. at all. Their way, his, in his opinion, the way to success was education. Right. And so that's really why I took, so I took education very seriously. And because right. I, I was able to earn my master's at UM before I even was drafted. Oh, really? Yeah, So because it was, it was like, I'm going I'm to get everything out of this school I can get because right. they're going to get everything out of me. Because, again, I never thought I, I didn't think I was good enough to make it to the NFL. Right, right. right. I didn't. I'm hearing the story. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't think. I was like, well, I'm going I'm to take these extra classes. And, you know, um, the advisor at UM at that time was Dr. Anna Price. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she's an African-American woman who took us in like her sons. 
And so I was like, Dr. Price, how, how can I get this? So from day one, I was like, how can I get a master's degree? Because Seymour already put that, right, right, that right. seed in my mind. You need to get it all. <laughs> so um, so she, she sat down. We got a plan. We worked it. And right before the draft, man, I was able to, to earn, that, earn right. that master's degree. Yeah, so, that's what's up, yeah. bro. And what? Uh, marketing. Specialized yeah. in marketing. Yeah. 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 So, so so you get so when you get to Miami, um, you say you was intimidated. Oh yeah. Um, and, and Randy took you under his. Randy been taking people under his wing ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Randy took you under uh, under his wing. Um, as a freshman, uh, at what point did you feel like okay, I could play, I could be here? You know what, man? I started. I actually started playing early. I played before everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, they would make little packages for me because because again because of the speed. Gotcha. Um, you know, Jimmy would actually try to set up certain things on special teams for me. But he was like, well, we're not going to redshirt you. I'm like, no, no, I'm redshirting. So I was a little different. <laughs> you know how most college kids, they want to go and play right now? I look how, everybody, how big everybody else was. I'm like, I got some work to do. <laughs> and, and I didn't want to, really, I didn't want to, I didn't want to waste a year just on special teams. That's, that's my mind, I'm thinking. Right. Well, first of all, I'm thinking, man, I need that fifth year to get that, that degree, uh-huh. that master's. And then I was like, I'm already little. Let me let me build up first, and then so that my red shirt um, my red shirt year is actually they started I started playing more right, and so I was like oh, okay you know they got little packages for me yeah because um, you know they were like we're gonna do this because of your speed uh, they had another guy Rick Newbill at the time he was a bigger linebacker so mm-hmm. when they had certain blitzes mm-hmm. they would have me come in and do it and then um, you know then, then my um, my sophomore year I was starting. Really? So I started sophomore, junior, and senior. At, at, at what point did you realize that, okay, I'm legit? Like, I can, I can do like, like it's, it's, it's. You know, it wasn't until my junior, mm-hmm. after the junior year, well, my junior year, they started saying, you think you'll come out early? And I was like, huh? Still far off guard. Right, you're like, why, why would I come out early, you know? <laughs> to do what? And, and that year, actually, I, I, was, uh, I was the Big East Defensive Player of the Year. Really? Yeah, and and I, I'm like, I ain't really see it, you know, and uh, and so I I was really up there in tackles. I led the team in tackles and stuff like that. So um, they were like, hey man, you you, you could possibly come out early. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a lot of tackles. That's random. random. I, I think I'm like the fourth in, yeah. in UM history in tackles, and so. Um, so was it all three of y'all then? Was it you? Was it was it? It was Jesse initially. Initially, I I started first. Uh huh. And then, um, because we still had uh, Bernard Clark, well, we had Maurice Crum. It was me, Bernard Clark, Maurice Crum, and then then Mike started starting. And then when Jesse Jesse came his that second year, he started starting. So eventually, we all had two years of us together. Yeah, yeah. So it, our junior and senior year, just us us three. Jesse was one of the highest rated linebackers coming out. He was. He was. He wasn't the highest rated. Linebacker. He was the highest rated player. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, Beryl and Jesse. I still don't know and how we got here. in the middle talking talk about, man, I was, I was playing O-Line. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's why, man, you know, like, I, I feel blessed even to have that privilege. You know, like, those guys, were the, they were the guys. You know, right. straight up, they were the guys. And then somehow, man, God just saw fit to allow me to, to get amongst them, man, and, and, and be in that plan. So I always try to – that helped me. That motivated me. I said, I got to work hard. Even when you look back on that, you still see that like that? I'm reading all this stuff you accomplished, right? But that's But you I, still I think, see it like... But I think that's what, what makes what pushes you to, to, yeah. to accomplish those things. It's never never saying, mm, 
I, I made it. Right. You know, I, I, I'm good now. You know, but um, so even now the opportunity, you know, we talked about, you know, that I'm I'm, I'm coaching high school now. That opportunity to, to reach back and give to those kids the same opportunity. That's my right. whole goal. My whole goal now is to get as many kids that same opportunity. Football has been so good to me. No, I, yeah, I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it now. Um, because your mindset is that you were never Jesse Armstead. Like you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, you're you're doing number one. In the, I'm like, how is this dude going to come here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Mike was the number one linebacker, you know, so. Right. Um, you know, I remember sometimes when we were in high school, I would go to a track meet. He, would, he was doing a shot put to him, looking like, oh, that's going to Mike Barrow. You know, I'm like, right. looking at him like he a star. And you about to go play next to him. Yeah. Right. We, we become actually roommates. We, we, we lived together for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, so. And I learned a lot from Mike, man. He was, he was good as far as his preparation because he had an older brother named Carlos who played uh-huh. linebacker as well. And Carlos was very good in detail as far as how to study film. I learned a lot about how to study film and stuff like that from Mike. From Mike. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Jesse was the type of dude good at taking care of his body, working out and stuff like that. So I learned some of that stuff from him because that's really what they my background. Texas with that, right? They yeah. That oh, Texas. Texas, man, they, they have a system. <laughs> Right, they right. high school football is for real. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you talking about like literally, they literally have systems. They run the same system from little league up to high school. They know who their coach who their quarterback's gonna be, they know who their running back's oh, really? gonna be. They try to infiltrate their system all the way down to the little leagues. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What was your greatest game in Miami? Like as the, that you remember, remember that's at UM. Like that you remember like, man, this that game was lit. Man. Wow. Uh Jeez. I, I probably would say the one that stuck out to me was the Cotton Bowl uh-huh. uh, when we played against Texas. I think that was in '90. <laughs> right. Uh, because man, they just they were so cocky, man. You know that whole week they were right. they were talking a lot of noise, man. And so, uh, and and we felt like we were the best team in the nation that year. We ended up number three, but we had one hiccup. We went to BYU and lost that first game of the no, year. BYU. Yeah. Then we white. <laughs> Then we wiped everybody else out, you know right, what I mean? Right. But that one thing kept us from winning, so we, we knew we were the best team. But in this team, Texas was talking a lot of noise. But, no, I, I had a lot of uh, fun that game, man. We were flying around. It was cold, but, yeah. you know, but it was it was a fun game. I think we had over 200 yards of penalties. Uh-huh. We had a good time, but <laughs> <laughs> but we shut that team. That was, like, one of the top offenses. Yeah, man. blew them out, right? We blew them out. That's when your boy was shooting the gun. Oh, yeah, Randall was shooting the gun, man. We everybody, were dancing. That's what everybody remember Randall for. Randall like, like we going a all politician out. now. <laughs> <laughs> Still remember, remember you shot the gun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we was like, we going all out this week. Right. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun game. I remember watching Florida State versus Miami. Um, mm-hmm. The TV come on. The TV come on, and Samara Vandal was running down the sideline. And I said to my sister, um, my sister was like, he finished going to touchdown. I said, oh, that's from last year. That can't be finished. <laughs> the game just come on. And he, but he, he opens up to Mary Vandal. We open up, he runs open the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's the same game that he almost got, he got baptized. Yeah. Man, I remember everything. I remember <laughs> all. I remember everything from that game uh, up until the fourth quarter because I, I actually had a concussion that game. Yeah, I knocked myself out hitting one of them linemen. But before that, right. 
it was it was crazy because you know you hype this to open the kickoff, you buckling up, <coughs> yeah, getting ready to go. And then I see them kicking the van over, and I see him get to the twenty. I'm like, okay, we gonna get him to the thirty. <laughs> hey, somebody get him to the forty. <laughs> he going like, ah, oh, shoot, yeah. you know. And you know that's a that's our rivalry, man. That's right. that was our thing. But you know, it's funny. That play you talking about that it was that was a, a like a middle screen a, a receiver middle screen but like again see I go back to Mike Barrow studying right. that film I remember that week that they had ran that play previously a couple of times against other teams and he said hey every time they run that play look at that tackle that tackle does this so it was some little things that he right. saw that's why he was able to knock him out the way he, he knew before <laughs> the play what, what was coming yeah he saw it. He knew it and he believed it. And so right. the things he had been studying and preparing for, you know, man, when that, that guy came, he was able to beat the lineman. I mean, he just bought up. So what got us really hyped, because I was right there next to him, and I went and I stood over Vanover, and I saw like a little bit of blood trickling. Oh, man, I went crazy. If you watch us celebrating, that's when he did the salute and all us jumping and flipping and, and and Vanover was he was druzy. Did he, he did he ever come back in the game? Like, I'm not sure. I don't remember if he came back in the game, but it was a few hard hits that game. Oh yeah, yeah. Marvin got Larry Jones that game. Right, right. Um yeah, that was a hard hitting game. That's yeah. why I say I, I tried to be hard hit and knock myself out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was funny because boy, they treated concussions so differently. Yeah. Because the they only, even treat the only reason they knew something was wrong with me, I right. started lining up wrong. Wow. So I was like lining up to the same, like my body was on autopilot. I was out there for the whole series and my body was just going. I don't remember a thing about it. And, and I was lining up wrong and Mike was like, what you doing? And I kind of like woke up, you, you know, he in the huddle, he called timeout. Hey, get him, get him out of here. <laughs> so I go to the sideline for maybe like two or three plays. And they're like, you all right? Get back in there. That's, that was basically concussion protocol then. You all right? Get back in there. Did, did you eventually shake it off? I did. I went yeah. back in. He kind of woke, woke me up when he, like, yeah, like, what you doing? And we was in the middle of the field. <laughs> I remember us starting maybe at the, at our, at, at their 20. And when I woke up, we were at our 20. Wow. I'm like, what? So I'm looking like, what? What happened? You know, it's just a span of time. I just don't remember. Who else did Florida State have? You remember? Uh, they had Dorsey. Okay. Um, uh, um, you know, he he was he was the one that kind of brought them back a little bit in that game. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they had the uh, quarterback. Um, why am I drawing a blank? He he won the Heisman. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Ward. Yeah, oh, they Charlie had Charlie Ward. Ward. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had Charlie that's Ward. That's all they needed. That's Charlie <laughs> Ward. Remember the real deal. So uh-huh. Charlie Ward got bent over kick. Went to the better. Yep. <laughs> you know that Vandover kickoff remind me eerily of when Hester ran it back against Florida because yeah. Vandover was that guy. Like oh, he, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, he he was big and strong too. Right. You know he was he, he was he was that guy. Um, it, it really reminds me of that because it was nothing y'all could have did. He was yeah that caught everybody off guard. Ward he was Dunn. flying. That was running. Oh, they had work done. Yeah. Oh, man, he played against work done. Man, one and they had a big <laughs> they had a big running back too. I'm trying to remember. Ooh, Pooh Bell? No, that was yeah, that was the fullback, but they had another tailback who was Floyd. A, Floyd was another fullback, but they had another tailback. I'm trying to remember his name. He was a big kid too. Yeah. Jones, I think his name. Jones. His last name was Jones. But uh, he, so he was. So Charlie Ward worked on. So so yeah, you played against that. No, they they were the good. Guys, right, they, right, they, right. they were good. Then right. you know they had Marvin Jones on the other side. Yeah. Derrick Brooke was a young kid then. They had to have a cornerback, but uh, they kept one. They Brooklyn, had cornerback. Yeah, they, they, they kept uh, one. And the ends were uh, you know like Sterling Palmer, those guys from South Florida. Yeah. Um, so they 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 were they were it was at that time man whoever won that game typically can go on and, and really yeah. battle for the national right, championship. Right. 
as a kid, we all um, did the Charlie Ward lift your leg thing, and um, I'm not starstruck like anybody. Mm-hmm. I saw Charlie Ward at the Unarmed game one time, man, and and it just took me right back to my childhood. It was weird because I had to take a picture with him, and all, and mm-hmm. I don't really do that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was really weird. It took me right back to my childhood because we all wanted to be cool, right. like 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 Charlie like Charlie Ward. So, so um, you had Jimmy and you had Dennis. Mm-hmm. What was the difference between the two? But Jimmy was much more of a. Uh, everybody was scared of Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy was he was he he was serious. You know, he yeah. was, he was a, he was a disciplinary. Um, he, he was the type of coach, man. Um, like I remember when I was when I was a freshman, and uh, we first went out there. Just the freshman, we had freshman camp before the vets came in. Yeah. And he had us, you know, really, we were out there doing stations and everybody out there falling out. He was, it wasn't no mercy. It was, it was kind of mental to, to really make you want to quit. And one of the kids was, was struggling, saying he had asthma. And Jimmy like, hey, but get your butt over here. The asthma field is over there. You know, it was like, no mercy. You better take your butt over there to the asthma field. <laughs> like, Dennis wouldn't have done that. Right. Dennis was like, hey, trainer, come see what's wrong. And Jimmy, Jimmy totally different. So he, uh, you know, he was just his personality. Now, the one thing I loved about Jimmy, and probably all his players will tell you, he's straight up. If he says, if y'all keep this practice ready like this, we starting over, uh-huh. he means it. He did that one night. Cause we didn't have lights at UN for practice. He had us out in the dark just practicing because we starting over. <laughs> so, you know, you, he was the type of coach, you know, he was, he was serious. He expected you to work. And if you come in and, and get the job done and work, you all right with Jimmy. But if you're in there lazy – um, you know, because I had him at, at Dallas too. Mm-hmm. He drafted me there, and you know we had an episode where he drafted he 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 traded for a guy for, from Chicago. Right. He traded one of our good players away and got this other guy from Chicago, and and you know Jimmy kind of ran a special team meeting. So I would be we'd be in there special team. It was one of them things where you know the teacher kept looking back, like Jimmy kept looking back, and I thought he was looking at me. Mm-hmm. So you know how you the student, so you act like yeah. You really like looking at the film and really focusing, but what was going on? It was a, that guy was behind me and he was asleep. Yeah. And Jimmy was like, "Hey, you know, such and such, you sleeping? You not get enough rest at home?" So I tell you what, you just stay at home this week. You don't come to the you don't come to the game. Stay at home and get In you some pros? rest. Yes. <laughs> this is a guy he traded for. He got a, he gave like a second round pick away to get this guy to come, and he was asleep. And so he like, "You stay at home. You get you some rest this weekend. Don't come to the stadium." They ended up cutting that guy. Wow. Yeah. You remember Kervin Richards uh, at Dallas? He used to back up him. Yeah. Uh-huh. He used to be at Pitt. They, we, uh, we had pretty much solidified the playoff spot. It was the last game of the season. So they took him and I and they put Kervin in. And, you know, Kervin goes in there and he fumbles. Right. And then, you know, Jimmy said to him, hey, if you fumble again, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> they put him in there, dude. He fumbles. He cuts them at the last game of the year. We in the, in the, in the, uh, they won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. But he's that type of guy, man. He's like, he means what he say, you know. So so he saw it after he came and got you. Like he wanted you because he was going to change the way you said the defense was ran. It was yeah, more he, speed. He, it was the defense we ran in college. It was what they implemented, that 4-3. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw me, he saw me as a perfect fit. That's what, like, Jimmy is that type of guy where he goes and finds a guy that fits his system. He's really similar to Belichick. Right. And that's why Belichick is, is really good because he's not just going and getting, oh, he's the best player, but he's the best player that fits our system. Right. And so I was at that time one of the guys that fit the system well, and I ended up I ended up starting as a rookie. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this was going to the Super Bowl champion, number one ranked defense. Right. And so I come there because the year before they drafted a, a Robert Jones. He was the first round draft pick. He played middle. Mm-hmm. Ken Norton played uh, the weak side and Vincent Smith played the strong side. Right. So when they drafted me, I really didn't. I'm like, well, what? Why would they draft me? Because I, I was drafted in the second round. <laughs> Asking why? Yeah, I'm like, but, but but the thing is, you got the number one defense in the, in, the, in, the, in the league. Those guys are coming back. Right. But you spend a second round pick on a linebacker. Uh, actually, me and K Dub were the second round picks there. Kevin Williams, we both went from you. I was just to, about to ask you about him. That's yeah. crazy you say that. Yeah, me and K Dub was we went there together. So you, you played with him at, at Miami. Yeah, yeah. Another Dallas. Why team. is he? Why is his name not remembered? Because I remember his, the plays he made. Well, probably because his biggest plays came on special teams. Well, Hester's did too. Yeah, but Hester's, Hester's probably was, well, Hester's was on special more often. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, then when you go to the NFL. But right. actually, Kevin, Kevin Williams actually uh, this past month went into the uh, University of Miami Hall of Fame. Did he? Where's he, where's he from? Where he he's from Dallas. Yeah, he's yeah, from he's Texas? from Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I he, think he went to Lincoln, uh-huh. something like that, in high school. And so y'all both got drafted to? We both got drafted there. So uh, so we were his guys. And, and quick little story. This was the, the, the first year that they were, uh, they had this uh, bowl game in London. Mm-hmm. Now they do it during the season. You right. know how the Dolphins go sometimes mm-hmm. or teams go to London? Mm-hmm. Well, that in 93 was the first year that they did that. I didn't realize that started way in 93. But they would do it in the preseason. It wasn't a regular gotcha. season game. Gotcha. They would do it like as a preseason game. Gotcha. And so we went and we played against uh, the Lions that year. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, and, and so that's a long, long flight. <laughs> right. And so we get we get there and they say, look, because when we, when we landed, it was like daytime there. So they say, this is what we're going to do. Guys, go to your hotel room and just, you know, get situated and we'll meet back down here like in an hour and we'll go to the stadium and just loosen your legs up. Well, me and, me and Kevin were roommates. Uh-huh. And so we get to the hotel, we in the room just talking. So we lay across the bed. We were just talking to each other, man. Like, man, this is crazy, man. We in the NFL and all that type of stuff. And eventually, we fell asleep. <laughs> and the, the phone rang. Hey, hey, man, y'all better get down here. The buses are leaving. Yeah. And so when me and Kevin get down there, the buses are pulling off. Because that's just how Jimmy Johnson is. He's like, they're going to have to get there the best way they can. So me and Kevin are running down these cobblestone streets in London, chasing this bus. <laughs> eventually, the lab, we Kevin gives up. I kept going like, no. Uh-uh. Kevin gave up? Yeah, I caught that bus. And so they came, and it turned out to be the media bus. It was like the fifth bus. It was the media bus. Uh-huh. And so we're following, so we're coming up with a plan. Hey, man, hey, so as soon as, as soon as we get there, hey, just run out and go try to, you know, join everybody else. And so as we're going, we see the first four buses turn. That fifth bus went straight. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it went like a different way. Now they did end up there. And so we tried to get out and run. And Jimmy was like, hey, 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 hey. He, like, caught us, you know, and he brought us over. We were trying to come up with something. I just said, hey, man. Cause we just we just fell asleep. He ain't your homeboy at this point. Yeah. He said, "Listen, <laughs> he's like you two supposed to be my guys." Oh, he, he pulled that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two supposed to be my guys. And I tell you what, you mess up again, I'll cut you. Jimmy, like, just, Jimmy had the knife. Huh? Hey, but you hey you knew he was for real. He wasn't playing around with that man. So you know, so 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 we knew how how Jimmy was, and so you know, me and Kata, we that we, was we a bad stayed. look though. It was bad. Yeah, you know and if I, mean? I think as I think about it, it was a bad look. Like they yeah. came from him. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure in that room, 
he he was the one that said I want those those two. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so uh so yeah, we 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 had to make up for that. But both but we been both ended up playing as rookies. I started rookie, he was the number one kickoff and, and punt return. So Yeah. Jimmy being like that, you learn anything from that? Oh, I learned a lot. If you ask any any of his players, mm-hmm. you would they would tell you, man, he taught life lessons. He yeah. really did. You know, those those type of things that we we were able to pay attention to, you know, he would always he would always tell you things like, um, you know, how success can can make you lazy and mm-hmm. and how you win Super Bowls and, and you tend to <laughs> tend to rely on winning that cuz after we won that Super Bowl, man, the the off season was 10 times harder. Right. Because he said it's human nature to slack. It is. And so he right. would make sure that nobody slack. He would be even tougher. It would be even harder. And so, you know, those type those are the type of things that we, we learn from Jimmy. And being straight and being straightforward and, and upfront with people is a good because I had a lot of coaches. And I had some coaches after Jimmy where, you know, they try to be your friends or they try to be too nice to guys and none of those teams were as successful. Right. And I think with, with Jimmy now, I knowing him now. Um, a lot of it was he had to be that way in order to, uh, you know, be successful. And right. I think he got tired of it because when he came down to Miami, he had to try to be that same way. And it was just it was just tougher. And just knowing him now off the field, being able to talk to him differently, he's our, our not relationship. Really that. He, it he's was not like, really that. He just had to. Because how do you leave sixty, seventy young? Right. Yeah. How do you lead him? I mean, you it, and it's funny because you see him now. You see him on Fox. He's joking. He's playing. Like, yeah, we would have never, <laughs> we would have never saw that Jimmy. You know. And even now, he comes back to Miami. He's always when we have reunions. He's always there, and, and it's much more relaxed. He's a lot funnier, and uh, you know, a lot more fun to be right. around. So, but you realize, like the drill instructor. Yeah, he, he had you realize to be that it was all, it, yeah. was, it was all facade. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Edge, best tasting energy drink on the planet. Delicious and smooth with zero aftertaste. If you haven't went in the description and got your 12 pack by now, man, we're gonna fall out. Switzer Swiss, came after him, which was like that total opposite. Really? Yeah, I, you know, Switzer was more like try to get along with the guys and try to be guys' friends. And people like, you know, Troy and uh, Emmett, they were, they were used to Jimmy by then. Mm-hmm. And they liked the way Jimmy had our team. It, it was very focused. Um, and our team was a very, uh, you know, when I got to Dallas, it was very much player-led. Yeah. You know, Troy, probably one of the strongest leaders that I've been around or I've seen. Right. He he would get this right, start it over. He was worse than the coaches. Yeah? Yeah, he was. <laughs> you know, he. I remember being on the scout team, defense man, and the offense wasn't having a good day, and he just, he kicked the ball, run it again. You know, the coaches were ready to really? move on. They were like, okay, yeah, let's run that again. <laughs> Troy said, let's run that. But – he was a, he was a stickler. He was a perfectionist, man, and yeah. I think that was a big reason why we was, we were so successful. People like Troy, uh, people like Emmett, uh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin probably is the hardest worker I've ever seen. If, if you ask any teammate that played with Michael Irvin, they would tell you this guy was the hardest worker. You know, we had one uh, off season conditioning, and yeah. uh, it started raining. We all happy. Woo! We don't have to go out in that sun, and. I remember walking to another part of the building, man. He's he's over there running sprints in the hallway, indoors. Right. Because he wanted to get his running in. And I was like, that dude different. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that was, dude is different. He, right. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand what hard work is. Even no. some of the kids. Yeah. Um, some of them don't understand it. Um, the ones that do, maybe they've seen it. Or maybe something's in them. When you say hard work, everybody think they're working hard oh. until you see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you talking about doing with a motor. <laughs> 
No, these hard working dudes, these dudes, they do everything everybody else would do. And then they do they extra. Do right. You know? Hey, I remember one time my, my homeboy Torrin told um, our friend KJ, his dad was Kenneth Johnson, the running back that played for Miami, played for the Giants. Mm-hmm. He could do practice and then go play at the park. And my homeboy Torrin told him, man, sit down with them good ass jeans. <laughs> and I didn't know what the fuck jeans was in high school, <laughs> but I got it now. Like, he had something that his dad gave him. Yeah. The in him, you know what I'm saying? That 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 we didn't have that other people maybe have to have to work for. Yep. Who was the, the the best player you played with at Miami? It was just like he was amazing. Even though we we don't know, maybe somebody we don't know, but he was like, man, this man is ridiculous. Maybe he was huge. Yeah, you him? Yeah, you him. Man, that's hard, man. I, I played with some with some with some great players. Right. It's it's, it's real hard. Um, maybe the best like all around athlete is uh Horace Copeland. How many times we've heard that? Really, <laughs> Horace Copeland man was six three, uh, probably like one ninety something like that. But he was faster than everybody. He could jump higher than everybody. Wilson <laughs> <laughs> told the same story. Yeah. Um, Wilson no. Chad told the same story. He was a freak, man. Yeah, he was. A, he was a freak. You ever saw him? He'll score and just flip, do a backflip. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like with nothing. Like you see the guys doing it now, and they're yeah. running and they do. No, that dude just standing there and just pop and just flip. <laughs> So Horace Horace Copeland, Horace was, Copeland was just he was just yeah. freaky man he he was just uh, and he would he we would do conditioning man he's he's playing around everybody else is struggling right. battling he just he's he's running across the field him and Lamar Thomas <laughs> would cross each other everybody else serious and focused trying to run straight they were just they were just freaky athletes so let's get into that a little bit what do you think that is is that mindset is that genetics is that what, what do you think that is? I, I think with, with Horace, it, it, it had to be genetics. I mean, right. this guy was the state of Florida high jump champ. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go to college competing against guys that, like, this all they do is high jump. And he's just doing it for fun, and he wins the Big East. Right. And he wins the 100. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so it's like, no, nah, that, that's genetics. That's I mean, right. he was all he was all muscle, uh, um, you know, so – that had to be genetic. It's just you don't could, run against guys. You don't see guys like that all the time. Could that hardworking guy that doesn't have those genetics but is there in the, in the locker room with him mm-hmm. eventually catch him like the turtles in the hair? Like eventually he could compete, right? Because I, 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 I always believe that you know uh-huh. hard work can can make a can make a difference. Like a guy who's naturally gifted, sometimes their tendency is just to rely on their gift. Become so easy to yeah, him. Right. it becomes easy to him. But right. a guy that knows. I don't have those same abilities. And maybe that's kind of my situation. I knew I wasn't Mike, and I knew I wasn't Jesse coming in with all the accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of helped me to focus and, and, and work even harder, you right. know. Because I got to, hey, I got to, you know, right. carry my, you know, I got to carry my baggage too. I got to make sure I don't be the weakling. Yeah. I'm not the one that let the team down. And so that's kind of, and, and I'm going to tell you, man, being with those guys, we were all competitive. We were right. competing. We, we all that had That makes egos. you better, right? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I wanted more tacos than Mike and Jesse. I right. wanted to be better than Mike. But you know what? Mike wanted to be better than me and Jesse. And right. Jesse wanted to be better. And so that pushed us in practice, man. That made us really prepare. It made us really focus. And we were we were competing to get those tacos. Who going who gonna right. to be the one? And so we always hustled. Right. You know, and that, but that just at the end of the day made us so much better as a group. Right, right. With, with all y'all being from different places, right? Um, how did it become a cohesive thing? Like you, you guys eventually had to be like brothers at some point in time. 
Yeah, I think with with, uh, with me and Mike, we clicked because we came in together, uh-huh. and um, eventually we became roommates, and so we became right. we became tight. Uh, even to this day, me and me and Mike real real close. Uh, and then when Jesse came that following year, uh, you know he came with the swag, came with the attitude. Right, we were right, like, who is this dude, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this dude? You know he came as the big shot. Yeah. And so I think initially Jesse probably was probably seen more as the outsider initially, mm-hmm. but you know when he came in and he put the work in and um, you know showed that that ranking was legit. Yeah. You know, and so uh, and when he started playing, and then as you start just playing together. You know, you, you just right. uh, become connected, and, and I think our our playing together, also competing against each other. You know, I just going to the weight room. I gotta go to the weight room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mike, watch the film. I gotta go watch some film. Right. And that's kind of how we were. And so, and, and, and we would disguise. Hey, let's go watch some film together. But we know, man, I, I'm going with him because I don't want him to know more than me. Right. And but as we talked about it, and you know, uh, we got better together. Yeah, we got better together. Yeah, what do you say to people that say, "Man, Emmitt Smith ain't the lead wrestler. He ran behind this offensive line." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You played, you practiced against the offensive line and Emmitt. Like, what do you? Because yeah. Emmitt was a legend coming out of high school. <laughs> like, I mean, in that Florida. Just think about it. Emmitt, Emmitt started as a freshman at the University of Florida, mm-hmm. and he was able to leave early because he put some numbers up. And Emmitt was a beast. Oh, he was. But he people was trying to take from him in pros because that line was so good. Now our line was good. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Many times in practice, I look over there like, boy, I'm glad they're on my side. That was a, hey, that was the roughest part of practice many yeah. times is dealing with our line. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, with Eric Williams and, and Nate Newton and uh, Mark Stepnoski, uh, Kevin Gogan, Larry Allen, um, uh, uh, Mark Tuane. <laughs> hey. How did that even happen, dog? They, you know what, man? It's just like, I think Nate was there already. With with uh, with the previous mm-hmm. before Jimmy got there, but they, they brought in Mark Tuanay, and I think Tuanay was even like a tight end in, in college. But he was, but he was, and Kevin Gogan probably was the biggest man I ever seen in my life. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Gogan was like six six, maybe like three something. Right. So, uh, you know, I was like, wow, look at the eye line was legit. You had a guy, we had a guy named Ron Stone. He came in with me as a rookie. Uh-huh. Ron Stone couldn't even get on the field. Because that line was so good. Right. Ron Stone went to the Giants, became an all-pro. Wow. But he couldn't even get on the field with us because that line was just that so, good. So it's one of those situations where it's like you can't take from Emmitt because they were so I, good. I, they were good. I will, right. I will say this. You know, um, that line was good, and um, but Emmitt was, uh, Emmitt was legit. I think mm-hmm. Emmitt, Emmitt had great vision. Um, one of the th- first things that I that I noticed when I got to Dallas and I saw Emmett, I was like, "Wow, look at his thighs!" Right. He had huge legs. Uh-huh. He really him and Barry Sanders, those two guys' thighs. I was like, "Wow, I need to, I need to squat a little bit more." You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to do some squats. Too. Yeah, but no, but right. that like was freaky style, he huh? was the type of dude you would hit him, but he's bouncing. He's not falling because his legs were so strong. Uh, but his vision was great too. You know his, his vision as far as cutting back and finding. You know, you you can't take away, um, you know, take that away from Emmett. He did it for a long time. He was another guy. He did a great job of taking care of his body. You know, that's when I started noticing. You know, I got to put away all this Burger King and <laughs> McDonald's, and because that was right. he was the first one that I saw like carrying a jug of water with him all the time, right? And getting mas- massages twice a week and going to the chiropractor. So I started paying attention to that. You right. know, I, I came from you know from college. You just you ate junk food and. 
just naturally, hey, when it was time to go, it was time to go. He was but, able to do it, huh? Yeah, he was, he was able to do it. But I saw, you know, I'm like, the, the, the hitting that he took, the years that he lasted was because he, he was able to take care of his body. But, you know, he, he – when I was a rookie, we went there. The first two games, we didn't have Emmett. He was in a holdout. Mm-hmm. And uh, – we that. lost those. Two. I knew that. I knew that. I knew and, and 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 I remember Charles Haley, man. You know, he went in the locker room going crazy, and, yeah. and Jerry Jones came in. You know, he, Jerry Jones would always come in and try to encourage guys. Man, Charles Haley was like, "Hey, get Emmett here!" And he threw his helmet, man, and put a hole in he the wall. Jerry Jones? No, he didn't. He, he told that to Jerry Jones. He did. Charles Haley was a different dude, man. He, <laughs> Yeah, that would do it was different, man. But you know, another another but again, he's a Hall of Famer as well. Man, I had a man, I, I look back at my life, see how blessed I was, Emmett and, and Troy and, and Dion and, and Mike, all those Hall of Famers, man. Yeah, we how know. Many, how many guys <laughs> well, how many guys had the like, opportunity right. to be around one guy who played in the Hall of Fame? I'm around like five or six guys. I went to Seattle eventually too and played with Warren Moon for a year. That's, yeah. But that's a, that's how long he played. Right. I'm like, Dah, that's it's Warren Moon. He doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> oh man, he was legit. He's another great leader too. Yeah, he don't. He don't. He, he don't get. He, he don't get too. enough. He don't get enough credit. And yeah. he didn't even mention his name, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like going and going in history. Yeah. But we started on two that year with the Cowboys. Emmett Kane. Who was his backup? Who was Emmett backup? You remember? Uh, Derek Lassick. I, I knew you were finna say that. That's what I thought. Yeah, Derek yeah, the, Lassick. Saying the dancing dude. Yeah. And Derek ran all over my head. Derek was legit. Yeah, because yeah. he. That that remember that Sugar Bowl game? Yeah. Man, we, we we had a hard time stopping that dude. <laughs> nah, he they were they were legit, man. And so, um, you know, but Derek, you know, he was a rookie, and so you could tell the difference. Mm-hmm. He, he had the same line, you know what I mean? Right. It just oh. wasn't as powerful, or it just wasn't as explosive as Emmitt. And so when Emmitt right. came back, much more dynamic. And Emmitt was strong in the passing game too. A lot of people don't realize he took a lot of little small little catches out the backfield right. and, and would make big plays out of it. But he ended up being a rushing leader that year after yeah, missing two games. Right. Damn. So, that's uh, crazy. Did Derek actually talk trash to y'all about that game? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never let us forget yeah, that. So me and K-Dub had to deal with that all the time. And we were all rookies so we were all together all the time. You know, right. you were in the group together and then I'm like, man, this dude, you know, I'm looking Dancing at him. All in this the was the dude. <laughs> No, no, that's surreal that you go get on a team with a dude and you get to actually be with him and meet him. You like No, nah, but the main dude I was disappointed was George Teague. If you remember, that's when Lamar caught the ball on the sideline. And he took the ball over. So when he came to the Cowboys, I'm like, that's George Teague. You know what I mean? I wanted <laughs> Superman to be. <laughs> he wasn't as fast. I'm like, this dude is not as Just fast as Lamar. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a real smart guy. But I, can't wait I to get couldn't Lamar see him. Too. I couldn't see I couldn't <laughs> see that guy who caught Lamar because Lamar was was so. so what do you think happened that night? So Man, what do you think just, it was? That's just one night. That's just night. we 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 just it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Um, you know I think Geno had just won the Heisman that year, and uh, I think we thought we was just gonna go and beat him. Right, because it's supposed to be in Florida, like, right? They upset Florida or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, they beat him in the SEC championship, right. but right. I think we I think we probably went in a little overconf- overconfident. But they were loaded. They were. They had them and, two ends. Um, and, yeah, yeah they, had, they had Copeland and <laughs> right, Curry. Right. But they had a middle linebacker as well. Uh, Odom, I think, was his right. name. And he was for real. He was a thumper. But but we didn't realize George Teague and those guys in the secondary was as good as they were as well. So. At what point did you realize y'all was about to lose that game? When he took that ball? I think when he took the ball. When he took the ball, I was like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. this ain't working. 
Right, right. I remember being frustrated, I being frustrated watching oh, that TV, man. man. It was rough. Was winning the Super Bowl, did it feel like you thought it would feel? Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was surreal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, being in a couple of national championships, it was, you know, it was a lot of attention. But the Super Bowl, everybody in the world mm -hmm. is watching. So I'm a rookie. I'm getting interviewed by reporters from Germany and Japan. And, and, and to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Troy or Emmett. I'm just another guy there. Right, and, right. But if all this attention is being brought to you because of this game is so worldwide. Right. And, um, you know, and when we won, you know, it was exciting, all the confetti and all the flashing lights. Now, but I will, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. That next day when I woke up, and yeah, I remember saying to myself, is that it? You know what I mean? I'm like, I was expecting this feeling of, we're the champs. And, you know, it was exciting at the time. But you know what, 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 it, what, it, what it made me realize is that what, what I was enjoying was the journey. You know, oh, being with the now guys. We talking now. Yeah, it was the journey. Now we're talking you know, Being now. in that hot sun, working hard, the extra work, uh, the film work. It it, it was come it came to an end. And now it's it's gonna be, you know, yeah. we did it, but but now what? And so that that's that kind is of so tricky in success. Yeah. So people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was I was like I felt felt a little empty actually. Yeah. yeah. That, that when you're trying to get it. Could possibly feel better than we actually doing yeah, it. Striving, and, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. No, no. That's the that's the, um, Russell Simmons said that. Russell mm -hmm. Simmons said when he sold Dev, his part of Dev Jam for all that money, he realized that the process yeah. was the the, the exactly. fulfilling the exactly fulfill, fulfilling part. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, um, you won two of them, right? Yeah, because you get to do it again. Now you get to strive again. <laughs> right. And see, the challenge is okay. Y'all did it. Can y'all do it again? And uh, so in 93, my rookie year, we did it. In 94, we lost to San Fran. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, it was either us or San Fran going to the Super Bowl. And then in 95, we were able to get it back because we had Dion come on our side. I just about to say, <laughs> man, I'm just thinking that. In I'm 94, gonna, we faced him. In 95, he came with us. And so that changed the whole game for us. With Dion getting on the plane, leaving the baseball game, and coming to a football game, as somebody on the team, how did y'all how did y'all view that? Now he did that with Atlanta, uh -huh. so he didn't do that. By that time, right. he he was focused on football, so uh -huh. we had him the whole time with football. Right, but in Atlanta, that's when he was he, he was do, going yeah. back and forth. But, but even, you know, he's the type of guy, though. Man, Dion is a great teammate, and it's it? funny because I didn't expect that <laughs> because. I remember when we played against him at Florida State. Yeah. You know, he was so cocky, you know, the prime time yeah. and all of that stuff. And so in my mind, I thought he was always like that. But when he came to our team, and even when we played him against San Fran, he, he, the antics and the, you know, you're like, oh, man, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> but then when he becomes your teammate, and you're like, man, this, this is a cool dude. You know, he yeah. likes to be around the guys. He likes to be around the team. In off-season conditioning, we would do our workouts, and he would be like, hey, man, everybody, let's go to a restaurant. Like, everybody together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because you wouldn't expect that from that type of, that guy at that level. Mm -hmm. He liked being with the guys. So what he showed us, you think that he was just social media before it happened? Like, he knew, he, he was, understood. He was prime time. Yeah. He knew, he knew prime he time. He brand itself and all of that. Because I see, I saw, the, I saw the country dude from Fort Myers. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who liked to go fishing because you get to see him. Differently as a teammate, you get to see him. Right. You know, I would sometimes go go like by his house and hang out and all that. He liked guys being around. You know what I mean? And so we had just got to know each other as a problem. So, like, hey, this dude is different than I thought he so was. It was a, so it's a, it's a show. It's like it's like 
it's like he knew how to market himself before yeah. people really knew how to. How to oh no! This, I wonder where that came from. You know what I'm saying? I, because, because he had it on a different level. Oh like, yeah. He had the dances. He's rapping like he had it on a different <laughs> level. And you're saying that he not you're not the first person told me that that yeah. he ain't. That's yeah, not what, what yeah, he is. He's, he's a lot more quieter, laid back than you would expect. Yeah. 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 But he's he's good dude, man. He's a good guy. Jokey. He like to joke. Like little crack joking and stuff like that. So before I let you get out of here, man, um, I, when I saw you at the gas station that day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize who you were, and that's that's something that famous people can't pull off. They can't when you become famous, everybody notices. Even me doing these little YouTube videos, I go to the store, and people notice me, and mm-hmm. I gotta watch. How were you able to be so famous, but at the same time not really? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you at, you at Shemina, we go out there. We didn't even notice you. Like, uh-huh. like how do you think you were able to pull it? Is it the demeanor? It's how you see yourself, I think, and it projects. Well, a, a big part of what of, of what I am, what I believe, is, 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 is because of my faith. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, a, I'm also a minister. Uh-huh. I work with a ministry called Athletes in Action. Right. And, um, but one of the things that I've learned, like, for example, even being a football player, a football player is not who I am. It's what I do. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I don't allow football to make my head get so big to where I'm, I think I'm better than other people. Right. And as a minister, I know my job is to serve. And much of that is, is understanding that humility is a big part of, of, what, of what, gotcha. what I am. Mm-hmm. And so even with my, with my children, you know, uh, for example, I'm going to my son's track. He's yeah. doing well as a freshman, but I'm always telling him, hey, stay humble. Right. You know, stay humble, keep working. And so I always just took kind of took that philosophy of, of having an attitude of seeing seeing others. You know, in the Bible, in Philippians, they say we should have an attitude that others are better than us. That way we're able to serve them better. And so that's kind of the attitude I have. You know, that's why, you know, even with the kids, I don't think my, like my son, people would ask me, does son really know, like, what you've done and what... Cause he doesn't see like he doesn't see like film of me or anything like that. I don't I don't really have a lot of trophies around like stuff that I've won. I have it in a room, but it's not like. But he has YouTube. Yeah, now he does. <laughs> it's funny because he would he would be with me and, and other kids would come, oh can I have an autograph or can I? he'd be like what he like what why do you want an autograph from you? You know because to to me to you know to him he just sees dad. Right. Hey, go take out the garbage. Go do this. You know what I mean. Do your chores. All that right. type of stuff. So it's not a lot of the, a lot of not, a, not a lot of rah rah. So I, I really try to give him that too, so he can yeah. hey understand it's not about trophies and things that you win. Those things are great, but you know my whole philosophy is what will I be remembered for? And I want to be remembered as being accountable, uh, first of all to God and to my family. Right. You know, but also to. Uh, people who God has allowed me to be around to influence. I want to be accountable to them as well. And so I can't have an attitude, you know, uh, of being better than anybody else mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm here to serve. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so that's kind of, you know, the, the way I look at things. And so it, it, is, it has helped me. Like, I'm always in T-shirt, jeans. Like, people, mm-hmm. you know, really don't, a lot of times don't know who I am. Right. And I kind of like it that way because I played in Dallas and I saw what Troy Aikman had to go through. You know what? Emerson, like, they couldn't go anywhere. Right. They couldn't do anything that they just wanted to do. Right. Me, you know, I was a good player, but I wasn't a Hall of Famer, so I could go to the movies and go to the store, and people would be like, is that? You know, they're wondering. Right, right, right. <laughs> They were wondering. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, no, I, I, I don't mind um, 
I don't mind, you know, the the. No, I think it's like best of both worlds. Yeah, you exactly. And now you're able to be with your family. Go exactly. eat. Exactly. Really... Yeah, yeah. And like, unless you're like a real fan, right? You know, and, and here in Miami, actually, there's a lot of yeah, you know, serious UM fans. They'll recognize, but they're like, hey, how you doing? You know, right. that type of thing. That speaker, but it's not that like super super. Uh, celebrity right. thing where you can't just enjoy life. Right. Yeah, I, I like I like just being able to just chill. Um, so, so you at Seminar. I mean, you at Seminar, um, and you're coaching. You coach with linebackers. Yeah, coach with linebackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? You played the game. Um, is it hard to teach the game? No, it's not hard. It's not hard to teach the game. Um, first of all, I try to really be a student of the game. Uh-huh. So I, I think the uh, for me the best experience was was coaching Little League football uh-huh. because you really had to dumb it down for right. Little League, but I like to teach the same philosophies. Um, and so basically learning how to teach it to, to kids was where I first kind of had that experience of having to like really slow it down, take it a step at a time. Right. And, and and I shared with you earlier, I, I coached Little League at West Pines. And so uh, we would go against teams that were more talented, talented than us. Y'all you know? ain't getting the dogs. Out yeah, we, we, <laughs> we're going against PPO and, and Miramar right. and Tamarack. And so we really had to coach, you mm-hmm. know. Like, so I really believed in coaching uh, the little things, right. um, fundamentals. You know, I, I was one. I, I worked on, we worked on tackling every day because that's probably one of the biggest things that kids were not good at, tackling. And, and my whole thing was tackling safe, keeping them safe. But, you know, you ask those teams that played against us, they'll say, hey, man, they were fundamental. Because I believe that a, a well-coached fundamental team can sometimes beat a, even a more talented team. It can. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we would always be close. We would always do well. And so and one of the things that um, that I always did, I would meet with other coaches um, that were successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes high school coach, uh, Emmanuel Mark, Marquand Emmanuel is one of those yeah. things. He, he, he was a defensive coordinator in the league. Right. You know, he coached at Seattle. Um, I reached out to him. That's like, listen, we want to run something similar to what y'all run in Seattle, but how could I dumb it down for kids? How could I keep it simple? Right. Um, um, and so I would meet with different coaches in the off season to see their and he philosophy. Give you a version of a what version of it. Yeah, just do these two things. Right. You know, don't do all that. <laughs> just do these two things, and that way you can teach it to them. And that's that's pretty much what I did. And now in high school, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I'm always learning. How do I? How do I? teach it to these kids where it's, it's not overwhelming. And, I, and I'm a big believer in repetition. I believe that kids can get things done if you rep it enough, yeah. even hard things, you know what I mean, if you rep it enough. And so I go, I, I do a lot of film studying, and I learn, I watch a lot of film to help prepare these kids, you know. And so I'm able to give them things, you know, give them a cheat sheet, uh, help them to, you yeah. know, prepare. And we work on, um, we work on different um, skills when we're like an individual. I don't do uh, a lot of like bowling ring stuff. We grew up. Yeah. All that stuff going. Was, but but right all of that stuff was such a waste of time when you look back at it now. Yeah. Um, so I believe in fundamentals, man. We working on reads, you know, run reads, keys, and all those things. Number one step. Like what do we, you know? What are we doing? Um, myself and, and Coach Greg Smith is also yeah. uh, a linebacker coach. But uh, at, at Shamanad, man, with, with Coach Joe Ballard and uh, Coach Cox and. Uh, Coach Kendall and Coach uh, uh, Greg Pierre. I'm talking about 
man, this is those guys are an awesome group of on the defense. Right. Our, our offense has a great staff too, which coach, with Coach Rowe. Well, yeah. Shout out to uh, Coach Damon Jones, man, yeah. for the. I really appreciate the opportunity he's given me to mm-hmm. to even be on this team. But these guys is a, is a great group on. In particular, because I'm with the defense all yeah. the time, and um, I think what what's great about it that they're open. They didn't see me as like, oh, he he gonna come here thinking he were know open it to all. It. Yeah, no, they really was, man. And, and Coach Joe, who's the defense coordinator, yeah. man, he's like, hey, what do you think? And so a lot of the stuff that I learned from other guys, I you know, I may throw out, hey, we did it this way at Miami, or we did it this way at Dallas. What do you think? Okay, yeah, let's put that in. You know, so he's he's not coming in like. Oh, I'm threatened by him. You know right. what I'm saying? He's like, no, what do you think? How can we help them? How can we get better? And I think that's, a, uh, you know, uh, his willingness to be open is one of the reasons why our defense is effective because he, he looks at what we have and how can this team be better, you know? You've seen, you've seen so much, though. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to sit back and be reserved and, and until they ask you or – because I, you've seen so much. I mean, you've yeah. seen things done. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. There's a lot I've seen, but I, I don't I don't want to seem like I know it all. You right. know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that I'm learning as well oh, really? from them. Yeah. You know, because the game has changed. Right. You know, the game has changed, and they've seen other things in high school that I didn't see when I was coaching Little League. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. You, some, 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 especially down here in South Florida, man, we have some dynamic, dynamic athletes. Yeah. You know, and so there are certain things that – he said, okay, we do this this way. Because we have conversations. Why do you do it that way? Mm-hmm. Things that I may have done different. I said, oh, okay, now I understand right, right. why you do it that way. So and um, so, I, I'm learning a lot as well. So I'm actually being a student um, as well as, you know, being trying to be a coach and a teacher. Man, you're the most humble dude I've ever met in my life. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I just, hey, man, I understand that, I'm, you know, I've been blessed to be in this this situation, I've been uh-huh. blessed with this opportunity, and I just don't take it for granted. And so, I want to give these young people that same opportunity, man. Right, 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 right. They need it, but man, I appreciate you coming, man. All right, it was my pleasure, brother. Listen, I make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, man. Um, we here with the legend, man, Darren Smith. We out of here, man. You, man. <laughs> At one point, you putting on a Dallas Cowboy helmet, you had to realize that, man. <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, that's the star, <laughs> right? You know, and this, and then I really, it did. I really realized, like, this is really America's team because no matter where you go, mm-hmm. like, we would, we would go play Arizona, it felt like a home game. That's we amazing. we would go play in the, the Giants, man, it was a home game. I heard the city of Texas. Philip Buchanan told me the city of Texas and football is like something different. When I first went there, you remember back in the day we used to have Channel 17. Yeah. Uh, they used to have a game of the week. Yeah. No, man. Everybody was on TV <laughs> in high school. All of them I'm like, man, this is different. And everybody, yeah, crazy. everybody had their own stadium. Yeah. You know, we all at, all of us at Trash Power. Yeah. They all have their own. That was back in the day that they had to It was like, but again, this when I started paying attention. I'm like, man, they, they teaching this kid from literally like South Lake Carroll. I rem- you probably remember that. But yeah. Northwestern no, 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 went out and they were the ones that really started implementing, man, we got to have a system. And see, what happened is a lot of the Cowboys played, lived in South Lake. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of their kids would go to South Lake. And so they, you know, they had a lot of money. Right. Matter of fact, when it rained sometimes, we would go to South Lake to do an indoor. We really? didn't have an indoor practice facility. So Northwestern beating them like that was a big deal. It was. To Texas. It was a huge, because that was where you saw a bunch of talented athletes beat a program. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think at that time... You know, I think was Rowland coaching in Northwestern. In? That was 
was that? No, Roland had just lost the team because oh, of the Easterling stuff. Okay. And it was, I think that was, was um, I don't think Roland had them that year. I think that was the year Jacory was calling it by himself. And Roland oh, had just but see, got that's when you saw a system, though. But Roland, you, Roland them created it. Exactly, yeah, but yeah. you saw a system against a system with better athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't even look like they were supposed to be on the field. Yeah. And I know they were good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it, they yeah. looked like they were from two different planets. No, they were they were they were always well coached, they were always well prepared, but against a talented team like that who was just as right. well coached, no. They didn't have the athletes. No, they didn't. And so in Texas it's just different. They'll they'll have some athlete main you you, you go around the corner and find athletes around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, serious, man. They everywhere, man. Play. They everywhere. They everywhere. Let's go take three motherfucking things, and that's what? It's Nick Bossy. It's Nick Bossy. It's Nick Bossy.